we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for February 25th, 2018. And we're going to continue with the next video here. It's also from Vice, and uh, again, just going to be playing mostly the first part of it. And this is going to be looking at a little different angle of the targeted individuals in uh, Europe, but I believe this is primarily England, that they're in reference to. When did you first experience being stalked and targeted like this? The first time I experienced it is when I was walking down the road. People started to follow me. Because if you're a T.I., you're in an assassination program. It's like so a T.I. is a targeted individual. You hear that term a lot. These are just different individuals that are T.I.s that are talking about this. Like a worst nightmare that you know you end up waking up from. I'm trying to explain this in a way that's understandable. I've got moving implants attached to my skeleton, enabling me to be controlled remotely. Beyond point one, it's unsafe. I've got stuff in my body because I've had beeps going off inside my head. Any normal person would go, are you, are you all right? Jamie, are you sure that you're feeling all right? Because you're talking crazy. An estimated 10,000 people around the world are all reporting the exact same terrifying experience. Electronic harassment, synthetic telepathy, voice-to-school technology. Chances are you haven't heard of these terms, but after searching the internet, I found dozens of websites dedicated to the phenomenon, residents who say they're victims. We are TIs, targeted individuals. They say they're being monitored, manipulated, and even tortured. This is not a joke. This is not science fiction. Because people know nothing about mind control. They don't know that your thoughts can be changed. Through the internet, they validated each other's experiences, and a community has formed. We're not having a group hallucination. This is actually something that's happening. They call themselves targeted individuals. This is a death camp. This is a concentration camp. I will expose you one day. I don't care who you are or who you think you are or who you're connected to. People don't even realize. People will never realize until it's too late. Thank you. So we're going to the Bouverie Conference Hall. This is a major UK event organized by Britain's leading targeted individual, Kieran. It features other groups who are highlighting the abuse of covert technology. <laughs> okay. A lot of them complain about apparently having things, finding things inside their bodies, like implants and bits of technology. What do you think? I think it's a little bit of science fiction, and perhaps they've seen one or two born trilogies too many. Yeah, but I'd really like him and all the other people that doubt this to walk a mile in their shoes and then say the same thing in a smug, condescending way. Because this is real, and everybody else just acts like, not everybody, but the vast, vast majority of the population act like they're just crazy and nuts. So this is the basis 2016 International Conference of, I believe, targeted individuals in Wiltshire, England, I believe, and um, this is a whole room full of these people that are meeting to try to, uh, <clears throat> you know, support one another and hopefully collectively start to make real changes regarding all of this. I'm standing here today because the person who should be standing here has been murdered. And Max Spears was part of a program 
of extremely secret enhanced human beings. Uh, this involves involuntary uh, use of implants and we have another gentleman here in this room called Kieran Lee Perrin. Kieran Lee Perrin is part of the British Targeted Individuals program. He's got implants inside his head. These are things you can actually see and measure. Lots and lots and lots of people now have these implants in their head. But if we do not engage this problem, we as humans are finished. Max So, <clears throat> this is a whole other level now. We're talking about now. Now we're talking about implants, which make it really easy to track people and to put thought processes in their head and to affect them from a physiological level. Basically, and, and again, I've talked a lot about implants, about all of these people now that are implanted because they've went in and they've got knee replacements or hip replacements or the abdominal mesh or breast augmentation, uh, a lot of stuff with teeth where they do the teeth implants, a lot of times you're getting implanted and you're not being told that you are being implanted. And again, they're trying to create this cyborgian race, essentially, of implanted individuals. And a lot of these implants, I believe, are dormant, but when the time comes to really uh, <clears throat> pour on the New World Order agenda, pour on Satan's agenda, I believe a lot of these implants are going to go hot and they're going to start affecting people on a mental level. <clears throat> and... These people in particular, we didn't hear anything about this in the first docu uh, documentary with the Americans. Now, I'm not saying this isn't occurring in America because everything that I just said is occurring in America. But these people seem as though they're being implanted um, ahead of time on purpose in some way, shape, or form. And that has a lot to do with the targeting of them. Then they're going to get into voice-to-skull technology where they can beam thoughts straight into your head so these people are at a whole other level that we're we're looking at here years had died just a few weeks before the conference and that created a ripple of anxiety throughout the community so this max spears guys had died they said he was assassinated just weeks before the conference he was supposed to be i guess the main speaker and you know i don't think it's any uh <clears throat> coincidence that he died right before this major conference he was supposed to speak at what is that doing it's sending a message to all the other people guaranteed a lot of people didn't show up at this conference because they got the message you know you come out you get vocal you start to get a following if you're a ti you're going to be assassinated so who knows what the attendance would have been had he still been living but a lot of this that we're looking here centers around this max spears guy being assassinated few weeks prior that's very magnificent and i just made that up myself you did yeah that's right you said it before when we were speaking on the phone that the truth movement is gaining ground and you've seen that and that inspired you to hopefully get back involved again i hope Dave. if a ti on his own as an individual approaches authority um it, they're easy to dismiss but if there's multiples of them it's a lot more difficult at this stage we've heard a lot of talk about what a targeted individual is i mean Everyone's heard someone make a string of unbelievable statements like that. But when you hear that person say it, and then you look around and you're in a room with 60 other people all nodding in agreement, that is a weird feeling. Miles Johnston, the head of the conference, broadcasts videos about targeting to millions of viewers worldwide. Hello, hey. And welcome. This is my little studio. The whole point about this place is, is, to, is to, when I interview people, not have a whole lot of tripods and cables and things. So I decided to put this thing up here. Which is uh, solid. 
I, I'm also an archiver, so I have a lot of uh, stuff on audio reel. He's got quite a room where he records these audios regarding, I guess, interviews he's doing of TIs and things of this nature. <clears throat> so we'll... Uh, but this is just only laptop and... Uh, <clears throat> There's a TV studio. Do you think that so many people would think that they were targeted if they hadn't seen your stuff through the internet? Remember, these are people who have had very strange experiences in their lives. The proof is now coming through with MRI scans. That's physical, tangible results and evidence. How many views do your videos get? Uh, Meaning they're doing MRIs and they're, and they're finding these implants. I think I'm 13 million or something. So what are you setting up for now? Uh, I'm setting up to do a quick fast blast based on the latest information I've got about Max. Uh, a lot of the people I've interviewed in bases over the last 20 years, very terrible things have subsequently happened to them because what they're talking about is real, it's dangerous, people's lives are affected, and people die in this thing. Max was a major figure in the targeted community, and he was recently found dead in a villa in Warsaw. He was 39 and had no known health conditions, but a Polish doctor pronounced him dead of natural causes. But the targeted individual community believed that because of what he knew, Max was assassinated. Death as a bloody lamppost. Miles took it upon himself to keep everyone informed about the ongoing investigation. There's a major problem as to the time of death of Max Spears. Max's mother feels that she's been stonewalled and effectively blocked from really finding out what happened to Max. Gone, but not forgotten. Another well-known target Miles has interviewed... Re okay, sorry, I keep getting interrupted here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and restart this where, uh, where it left off. Hey, how's it going? Good to see you too. Hey, how's it going? Were you taking for a walk? Hey, yeah, I apologize for this part because they've got these dogs going crazy in the background constantly. But this is probably some of the most pivotal information regarding this and that's why i included this it's only about another three minutes but it's a big three minutes because this guy's literally showing him mri scans of the things he's he's basically you know this is a whole other level of targeting them and i think this as well is is going to become quite the norm uh, in the, and to a certain extent it is, but it's going to increasingly become the norm with these implants. Did you? <laughs> if someone's being targeted, if they possibly can, is to get a dog or something like that. It enables you to maintain routine. So are you yourself a targeted individual? Oh, yes. <laughs> what does that yeah. mean? Well, it's a very broad uh, statement these days. Um, some people that I'm dealing with they deal with gang stalking predominantly, manipulation of their lives by others. Um, the ones at the more extreme end, like myself, were dealing with technological manipulation, which is V2K, voice to skull technology. Wow, okay. So I can be communicated with in my head. What does that feel like? Are you hearing voices inside your head? Uh, yeah, sometimes it's like that. It's literally a loud voice. I mean, it's in some scientific journals described as the voice of God technology. <laughs> Phoebe, what's wrong with this? Oh, I see. They're in season. Phoebe, I know that they're in season. I'm trying to say hi to you, but Sorry. it's because you're in the middle of something. I am a mind control target. Oh, I see. So I've got ICT implants in my head. Okay. 
You've known me for years now. That's why I don't work. That's why I'm always walking around the park. <laughs> They've been so he's me. talking to a random lady in the park that he kind of knows, but he doesn't really, and he's telling her, why is there this camera crew following me? And he's like, I've got implants in my head. I'm, I can't work. I'm, you know, that's why you see me walk around the park, and they don't work because, you know, physically they always have problems, and they can't keep any kind of job because, you know, they'll the jobs will be targeted. They just do anything they can do to make their lives miserable. Money for years. And it was government doctors that examined me and saw my scans and said, you're telling the truth, but don't ever come back here again. And they gave me a flat and some money, but nobody will talk to me. So the government, the, the doctors said, yeah, you're telling the truth about the implants, but get out of here and don't come back, essentially. And, here, and here's a flat and some money, meaning he's got a place to live. He's probably on some kind of government assistance. But just go there and, and basically, you know, take your little thing from the government and your little apartment and just go slowly die is what they really want them to do while we're, while we're experimenting on you and examining you up to the point when you die. Have you ever encountered this sort of thing before with no, anyone? No, I hope I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's done by satellite. It's done by satellite. Oh, okay. True. And then they're gathering data, Going up globally. Right? I, I can be hooked up to a wireless network too. It's military technology. So are you being controlled? I can be, yeah. Oh, okay. So who's controlling you then? <laughs> That's a $64,000 question. We have the answers to all that. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, I just, I just call it will... It will it will be military, but there are lots, lots of corporate companies involved as well. I thought it only exists in the film, but... Yeah, well, that's why they make films about it, so people yeah. think that. Yeah. I'll, I'll um, let you get on with your work, then. Okay. Hmm? I'll see you soon. Thanks very much. Bye. It was difficult for me to believe the things Kieran was saying, but he was saying them with such certainty that questioning him felt uncomfortable. So what's on this USB? Several frames of uh, the MRI scans I had done from two machines. So this is your brain? Yeah. And what are we looking at? The implants here. The ICT implants here. In, in so ICT, evidently, military-grade implants, and they're on, looks like they're on both sides of the cerebellum, which is the um, lower portion of the brain. Uh, it, they're on the right and the left side. They're, you know, they're, they're clearly visible, and... Um, uh, really hard to dispute. Red boxes, essentially, and that's, that's them blown up. Have you, have you had a doctor look at these? Oh, yeah. My dentist, who's PhD-level educated, uh, he, he just said, look, you don't need any medical training whatsoever to see that these are foreign bodies. So okay. That's the real game-changer, that probe. See, on one of them, I believe on the left side, there's not only the implants, but from a different angle on the MRI, there's literally like, and it literally is like that classic... When they first started talking about the implantable microchips, I don't know, back in the, I don't know, maybe late 90s, early 2000s, you would always see that, okay, here's the implantable microchip. It's the size of a, of a grain of rice, and it's the, like they're glass, and you can see into it. It looks like that, except it looks like it's about double the size of one of those, literally connected to the left implant, but it's going further into the brain. And you can see the fragments of another one. which is Oh, the... and there's a fragment of another one on the other side. So I guess it was connected to the these main implants at one time, and one of them fragmented off. I don't know how this guy is functioning. Broken. And have you ruled out every other possibility before thinking that they might be 
implants? Well, absolutely. I've used all this stuff in defending myself mm. in, official, in, a, in official situations. Um, the reports I've got on both MRI scans say there are no abnormalities showing. <laughs> they were trying to discredit me, saying that I needed uh, psychiatric treatment. And they were yeah, so they were saying, so, the, so the, the doctors, these devil doctors, will look right at that and say, no, no, that's normal. I mean, it's literally, clearly a foreign body. It's literally, clearly microchips in there. You can see them plain as day, and they'll say, no, 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 this is all, you're just crazy, you know? I mean, it's that wicked. And Now, when he, when he was able, able to put them toward his other doctors, they would say, yeah, yeah, there's, the one set of doctors said, oh, yeah, they're real, just don't ever come back here again. We don't, I mean, evidently they had been warned to keep their mouth shut, and then his dentist totally confirmed it. So, I mean, you know, that's a whole other level of wickedness. Now we're going to go even beyond this, and we're going to go and listen to an ex-gang stalking operative who's going to explain the tactics and the motives. So this is a, a guy that's on the other side of this that's like the guy that's waiting outside for you in your front door. So he didn't actually get to that level. It was They wanted him to do that, as, as you're going to hear, and they were grooming him to do that, but he didn't. he ended up leaving before it got to that level, I believe. Um, so, but he had a lot of interaction with people that were doing it. So I'm going to go ahead and, um, we're going to play this one. Excerpts from a live interview of a private security ex-employee describing gang stalking, electronic harassment, and mind control tactics. Name redacted by request. In this rare interview, ex-gang stalker explains why the targeted individuals are being selected and how the targeting is being done. Um, he says TIs are normally coming from a conspiracy theory background. Well, that must mean they're, they're getting pretty close to something that they don't want them to get close to. And or a high-tech background. PhDs who did not go along with the agenda. So they, they end up being targeted. He also said that TIs are normally people of higher IQ and um, an undefended way of thinking. The purpose of the targeting is to isolate the individual, alienate him from jobs and friends, bring him to the bottom, homelessness, and keep him there. There are many ways to achieve this. Vo VK2, voice to skull, subtle thought manipulation, sending threats to the exact part of the brain where they originate. So the target cannot distinguish his thoughts from those that are being implanted. This is a very effective and way where they manipulate the unsuspected public and the TIs. He also explains gang mentality of the perpetrators. Uh, they are happy to have well-paid jobs, so much power over their targets. They a support group of their peers, and they can date women they want using the same techniques they use on the TIs. So they can literally use these mind control techniques to even if they're married to go out and to like basically get other women to ultimately you know have sex with them um through the mind control so they have all this at their disposal these wicked devils i mean this is just pure wickedness we're going to play quite a bit of this I just wanted to say thank you to everyone. I'm sure you can imagine how difficult of a decision this was for me to decide to speak out publicly. And the support I've received has confirmed to me that I did make the right decision. And, of course, uh, it was very much needed, given the uh, severity of the problem that's sweeping the country right now in terms of gang stalking and boys to skull. Uh, so I just wanted to take the time to say that. 
Yeah, I, uh, I began working at SIS. Actually, um, I have friends and uh, family members. So who... SIS is the actual company that he worked for, one of the companies that's doing the gang stalking, and he was working there. Who are military and military intelligence. And through them, uh, I had always heard, um, you know, job opportunities. I thought about joining the Marines when I was uh, younger, when I was 18. I'm 39 now, so... Um, over the years, it was something I had always thought about. And, of course, after 9-11, um, so many jobs were created in the defense industries, homeland security. And what a lot of, a lot of people don't know about is within private security uh, domestically within, within the United States. It's a booming industry. It's one of the fastest-growing sectors of our economy. As uh, generally, our society is being militarized and generally – uh, that militarization is being privatized. And as a result, what you have is many, many corporations in the United States of America. It's privatized with no accountability. But it's privatized, yet they've got no accountability, accountability to the government, really, in any way, shape, or form. So they can essentially do whatever they want to do. In a way, it really is part, they're working with the government. And in this way, the government can say, well, it's not us, we're, we're, not, we're not these companies, you know. There are these other guys. We don't really know anything about them. Plausible deniability. Private companies uh, that are getting a lot of money um, from investors under the table to begin to set up what I describe as a security um, apparatus around and within the United States of America. And it is in that context that I've heard of the opportunity to work for security industry specialists in uh, Seattle, Washington. Uh, they're a private security company that is headquartered in Culver City, California. And through a friend, I heard that SIS was hiring. I heard they were hiring for security specialists. And given my background uh, in education, which is uh, actually anthropology and sociology, um, most people don't see how those two connect. But by studying human beings, uh, you can really do well within the intelligence uh, industry and within the security industry because it is all about uh, learning how to deal with and talk to and communicate with and ultimately, from our perspective, secure human beings. And so it was through uh, friends and family that I learned about the opportunity and I started off, like everybody else, as a low-level security guard, um, minimum wage. I worked my way up through the company over time and uh, eventually was assigned to uh, executive protection and uh, threat assessment, risk management. And just to tell you a little bit about that, what my official duties were was to secure uh, personnel, data, and property uh, of VIPs that our company is hired to protect. So there's a whole lot of training that goes into that. And um, I became a security specialist for SIS specializing in executive protection, also risk and threat assessment uh, to our clients. Our clients are the companies or the individuals that we contract out with and provide services for. And it was in that context uh, that I became aware of uh, what I describe as a social engineering program and uh, a research and development program that was being carried out by SIS uh, and our clients in Seattle, uh, the Amazon Corporation. And it was through moving up within the SIS um, hierarchy 
And so Amazon is all a part of this, integrally related to this. Amazon's ground level for zero for evil. You know, um, ground zero for evil is what I meant to say. Working with more and more people, as I was assigned to more and more assignments, I became aware of these, the existence of this program. And then little by little over time, I became aware of the extent of it. And it wasn't long before I realized how horribly out of control it was, how downright evil it was. Once I began to realize that SIS was experimenting on its own employees, my fellow security specialist, I was outraged. I later learned that um, my company was involved in a larger social engineering program that encompassed the entire city of Seattle. That aspect of the program was experimenting on the homeless population of Seattle, Washington, uh, who are housed in DESC. But he's going to get into this a little bit later, but it's literally comprising the entire metropolitan area, I'd say, of Seattle. So they're doing this in whole metropolitan areas to a certain extent. Uh, now, again, not to say everybody in those areas are, are TIs, but there's different levels of the, of the program that they're, you know, a lot of it can be used to affect mass the mass consciousness of large numbers of people at the same time. And this is why this 5G thing is so dangerous, because it's going to give them a whole other level of wicked control, unfortunately. Town Emergency Services Center uh, facilities, and I later learned that they were indeed experimenting with, when I say experimenting, voice-to-skull, hive-mind, behavior modification technology that is frequency-based, and directed at a targeted individual to basically control their entire person. Um, and it was uh, by moving up even more that I realized that this experimentation was going on uh, against the general population of Seattle. And then just the average man and woman on the street, upper class, um, upper, upper class, and even the flat out rich were having this technology used on them without their knowledge. Uh, as more and more information information and details of the program became uh, were made known to me. I became more and more outraged by it, and I spent a long time because I had many friends within the security company. A lot of these people are great people. Uh, they're very good people. Not everybody involved in SIS is directly involved in experimenting in pe on people. They're not all directly involved in gang stalking. I never was. I never partook in that, uh, but I did partake in training. Uh, that deals with tactics and protocols that are used uh, normally for surveillance and counter-surveillance, uh, but within that is the all of the information and the know-how that you need to be able to gain stock, and that is, in fact, what they are doing. Um, and so over time, I, I became outraged, and um, I tried to play my cards right, wait for the right moment, and uh, when I really just couldn't tolerate it anymore, when I found out just how out of control it was, I decided to object to my superiors in person. But within SIS specifically, what happens is they are uh, experimenting on their own employees. So uh, it's a long story. I'll try to get through it quick. So there, there's a lot of slides that are flashing up as he's talking, and it says the reality of the crime of organized gang stalking is a criminal, racketeering, psychological operation ran by crim criminal elements of the United States Air Force. So go Air Force, man. You're, do, you're doing Satan's work. You're really doing Satan's work well. Uh, U.S. Air Force Satellite PSYOP Harassment Torture and Terrorism System. And it's a lot of this uh, has to do with the satellites they've got up in there. You, you heard, I don't know if you heard the last guy in the 
previous video talk about that these these implants that are in him can be tr controlled by these satellites. So this is this is major, major, major stuff here that that they're doing. But basically, people are selected from all over the country. Um, we're talking other cities all over America. They are selected uh, for many different reasons. Often it is because they are isolated. They don't have a lot of money, friends, or family, and they also tend to be people that are highly, highly intelligent. Um, the aspects of this technology that they're interested in improving upon have to do with cognitive processes, processing information, and as a result, they want highly intelligent people to be targets of this program. They also tend to target people who are into what I would call alternative research. Uh, commonly called maybe conspiracy theories, people that disagree with the government, people that are into researching things like 9-11. Uh, also, they are interested in people that are interested in technology. I have found a high percentage of targeted individuals to be people who either are interested in or have information on highly advanced technologies, usually having to do with directed energy weapons and frequency weapons. Uh, the Direct Directed energy weapons being what they're using out in California, you know, um, regarding, you know, burning the houses and the cars into the ground in their literal footprint while all the other stuff's untouched around it. That kind of weapons that we're talking about here that are used uh, in voice to skull um, and behavior modification, the works. There's many other aspects to the technology. But once these people are selected... Um, they will have the entire gang stalking slash voice to skull program run against them. This is detailed in my article. Uh, but they will be organized stock. They will have career um, sabotage programs run against them to ruin their job. They will have character assassinations camp campaigns run against them in their neighborhood. They'll be isolated from family and friends as those individuals are turned against them. And they will be isolated slowly and slowly over time using the technology itself. As uh, many of the people freak out, understandably, when they at first don't know what it is, oftentimes they end up going to psychiatrists and uh, false diagnoses of schizophrenia, manic depression, uh, delusion, delusional paranoid are rendered against this individual. And it turns out that that's a loophole in the law, law that they are using to take away people's constitutional rights, as once you are deemed mentally unfit to care for yourself, i.e. you're depressed, delusional, paranoid, etc., they use that, uh, the state or the federal government uses that as, as an excuse to come in and say that they have to care for you. So I would warn all targeted individuals out there, please do not go to psychiatrists and it and allow them to render a diagnosis against you because that is a dirty trick they're using to take away the rights of people all, all over the country. Any more the hospitals or the medical profession is just literally you're going into the belly of the beast. When you go there, you're taking gigantic risks. And I understand sometimes it's not optional. You know, you got, you know, something that, a broken bone or something, something that has to be said or whatever, I, I get it. But I'm just saying... That if at all costs you could avoid that, uh, you're avoiding a gigantic minefield by doing so. Uh, that's a great question. I do not have direct knowledge of that personally in terms of... Now, an here he's got a chart which has, it's a big 
chart essentially that shows how all of this the apparatus of the um, how they're targeting these people how all these different law enforcement agencies and private companies are all connected and I really it's it's I can't you'd have to look at it to see it because I can I can kind of describe it but I can't describe all the interconnections really it'd be it'd be kind of hard you have to actually look at the chart if you go to the um because I give you the link the 957 9 minutes 57 mark in that area it will show you that um how this is all connected how they're all working together how FEMA law enforcement InfraGuard, privately owned securities, regional data fusion centers, critical infrastructure oversight and protection, federal ent- entity liaisons, DHS, FBI, ATF, DEA, ICE, TSA, civilian street level COINTEL pro hirees, state level go- uh, local tribal territorial governments, etc., 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 are all working together on this. Now, I'm not saying all of those those agencies are all on the same page and all the, on the same playing field and they're all going after the target individuals. But in some way, shape, or form, people within those organizations probably are aware of this and they're the ones that act as liaisons and go-betweens between the different agencies to make this all happen. Individual, how they are selected. What I can speak to intelligently, though, is that each individual fits the general profile that I'm describing. So they're highly intelligent. Uh, they are able to be isolated by whatever means. They normally have some sort of a what I would what I would describe as a free mind. They're people that aren't, um, you know, part of the crowd, so to speak, in the way that they think. Um, you know, they're outsiders. They're what the government would call dissidents or revolutionaries or people that may be a problem. Uh, some TIs have have said that this kind of profile that all TIs fits. Uh, is empowered individuals, and I would definitely agree with that. Um, but I cannot speak to how they actually identify an individual person. I think um, okay. the general profile that I'm describing that fits uh, the targets of this program is something that is generated high up within the program. We're talking at the federal government level. We're talking at the highest levels of this social engineering program where scientists from all over the country and all over the world they're looking at someone's genetics, they're looking at someone's cognitive abilities, they're looking at someone's uh, genes, uh, they're looking at someone's DNA, they're looking at people's um, social situation, they're looking at people's career. I've been very surprised that so many PhDs are actually targets of this program, um, and they're usually PhDs that have gone against the grain in terms of what academia normally teaches, uh, usually within the fields of science and technology. And the reason for this is because people running the program want to cover up certain technologies and certain aspects of science that can lead through to tremendous, tremendous breakthroughs. Um, these highest levels of science and technology are the sole purview of classified sectors of our government and military. And as a result, uh, it is not the opinion is that the American people do not have the right to this information and is in the national security interest of our country to keep it classified. Um, and so that, that is, is the answer to your question. What I will do, though, is take this opportunity to distinguish um, really quickly between the larger phenomenon of TIs uh, that is usually a, in a, a person in America that's being 
targeted by the technology and is being gang stalked by members of their community and the specific program that I am um, whistleblowing on. The specific program I am whistleblowing on involves uh, the actual abduction of TIs from around America. They're put on a Greyhound bus and they are shipped to Seattle where they are, are made homeless. They live in one of the homeless shelters where they are housed and experimented on with voice-to-skull technology and then they become, are, are uh, funneled into SIS to work as low-level security guards where they are experimented on even more. Um, so that is a specific... I mean, that, that is... That is total insanity, what he just said. They're abducting these people. They're relocating them to Seattle to the homeless population. And then they're basically brainwashing them, experimenting them, and then they're actually pulling them into SIS to work at low-level security after they've been brainwashed? I mean, this, this is incomprehensible. Program, And that's what I detail in my blog and my website. But because I am familiar with that program that utilizes the same tactics of gang stalking and the use of this technology against individuals, uh, my knowledge on that program applies to what all TIs are going through. It's the exact same technology and it's the exact same uh, gang stalking tactics that are used against them. In terms of numbers, I know that there are right now at least three to 400 individuals in downtown Seattle that have been abducted from all over the United States, brought to downtown Seattle, and are being housed in DESC, Downtown Emergency Services Center, um, homeless shelters, and being experimented on 24-7. The numbers of SIS employees that have been experimented on, to my knowledge, is in the dozens. Uh, That's all I have direct knowledge of, though, uh, about 24 to 36. And then nationwide, uh, the estimates in terms of targeted individuals who are still maintain some manner of autonomy and freedom and have not been brought to Seattle or enslaved completely by this. Uh, the estimates I have heard is anywhere from one uh, to two million at the moment. And we're talking full-blown TIs that get the technology and are being gang stalked 24-7. Those are the estimates that I'm familiar with. The, uh, this is discussed very much in the open uh, within SIS and with uh, some of the liaison contacts that I had with EESC Amazon, and then also members of the military uh, that are in a civilian capacity. Uh, One thing you have to understand is that within the security uh, business, most of the people working there are ex-military and ex-intelligence operatives. And many of them, in fact, are still active intelligence operatives and have simply been reassigned to domestic duty to work with a private security company, specifically for the purposes of carrying out this highly illegal program that's being run against TIs all over um, America. So full-blown TIs, what I would call people that are getting the voice to skull, the frequency, and the organized stalking, I have heard is between one and two million, and that could be completely off. But one of the things I'm concerned about is the technology as it's being researched and developed in Seattle utilizes emotion manipulation and behavior manipulation uh, without the gang stalking and without the voice to skull aspects. And so this use of the technology can be done very covertly to the point where the person it's being used against will not know that this technology is being used against them. And that is one of my main concerns and one of the reasons why I want to bring more light to this technology and to this issue, because this technology could potentially be, be being used against tens to hundreds of millions of Americans every day. 
I rec- I've um, mentioned in some of my podcasts how there are field effects where they will not direct this technology at an individual, but create a general field of frequency in a geographical area so that everybody that within that geographical area is feeling the effects of the technology. It's more of a general application of the technology instead of an individual specific application of the technology. But when you consider that use of it and the fact that it is used for emotion and thought and behavior modification, then we could potentially be looking at many, many millions of people across the country that are under the influence of the technology uh, today, right now. The area of the geographical areas that I'm familiar with are limited to the size of maybe a downtown area of a city. Uh, so that the frequency that's being emitted by the device um, will have an effect on a, on a geographical location, let's say downtown Seattle. And so what they can do is within this general field, they can um, broadcast a frequency that affects human beings within that frequency field and can induce a general mood of, let's say, happiness or sadness, anger, agitation, peacefulness, And in this way, they can have an overall effect in the city. And I have seen this done, and it is remarkable how effective it is because you will walk down the street of Seattle and literally see people all in a bad mood, all at the same time, and they do not know each other. And then you go over a block or two to a different office building, and you walk in, and the exact same thing's going on there. It's very, um, very very concerning. So within that then, that overall bubble or, or, or area of frequency where everybody, let's say, is in a bad mood, they can still inject uh, what would be a individual-specific frequency to the targeted individual themselves, let's say the homeless person in Seattle that's being experimented on 24 hours a day. So they will be under the influence of the general agitated mood or bad mood that everybody else is in, and then they can more further be manipulated by the frequency that's being directed um, solely at them. Would this affect crime rates, auto accidents, or other incidents? Absolutely, yes. That is exactly what the uh, people run. Also, this really reminds me of like that interview we had, I think I'd played before about the one guy that had been exposed to the dark matter that CERN produces, and then he said that um, when I was exposed to it, he said it was so overwhelmingly evil and so powerful. I mean, it's just basically it wants to make you murder, kill. He said the only thing that got me through it was focusing in, and I had to just literally zero and focus with everything I had within me on the love of Christ and the love of Jesus Christ. It was the only thing that, that got, and it's almost like when you're in these situations, it's like they're trying to bring that dark matter energy, which dark matter is something that CERN produces through these particle collisions. They're trying to, and whenever they're able to produce it, it's so evil that they have to literally, I had said that one report before, and you could probably key in CERN in the search box at contendingfortruth.com to find it on all my, my studies on CERN, C-E-R-N how the particle colliders, how I think they had some of this dark matter on one of these college campuses, I think here in, in America, and that the people started acting so insane and evil, they had to literally get it out of there and literally get it far, far, far underground because it was, it was 
I mean, it was it, the effect it was having on the populace was. I'm, I'm sure that at some point they're going to want to have this effect going on all the time, but they weren't ready to have it quite go that red hot at that point. And they have to store this stuff way, way, way underground and keep it away from other people because it's it has like this this um, effect on people that are around it, this dark matter that's created from these particle colliders. And it reminds me of this, that they're, they're, it's like they're trying to harness that power of that dark matter in some way, shape, or form technologically and cast that evil over whole populations of people. And that's why I believe sometimes, especially now when they roll out this 5G, uh, you'll see now like everybody's in a bad mood that you encounter or everybody's driving like maniacs on the road or most people they're just you can just tell and um it, again it's it's all the more reason why it's very very close to us to have a really tight walk with the lord jesus christ every day uh to counter this because it's really the our only hope or will or will get sucked into this if we don't if we're not vigilant if we don't guard our own hearts if we're not asking you know, the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us and, and, and protect us, you know, um, through the Lord Jesus Christ, through Father God. If we're not putting on the full armor of God, you know, if we're not, you know, confessing and repenting of sins daily, you know, these types of things, um, we're going to be very susceptible to this. And then also think Psalm 64 plays a part in this, these types of imprecatory prayers where you're asking God to hide you from the secret counsel of the wicked. You can ask God to shield you from these wicked, evil frequencies and EMFs and um, weapons that they're using. You know, and I know I've talked a lot about shielding material and garments you can wear and, and that, but I think that's only going to go so far to a certain extent. I mean, you can't take the Lord Jesus Christ out of that equation because he's our only hope and he's the only thing that's really going to be able to protect us against this. Uh, in in the long run, this program have in mind in terms of application uh, of this particular feature. It is to, uh, or at least it can be used to induce riots, for example, or stop riots. It could be very, very dangerous. And it's a great point you bring up about traffic patterns and auto accidents. I mean, this is this is messing with the innermost part of human beings, their emotions. And so you can imagine how irresponsible it is to actually manipulate someone into being a bad mood, in a bad mood and manipulate everybody in town into being bad, in a bad mood. And then they get in their cars and they drive around where their, their own safety and other people's safety is at risk. It's a huge, huge problem. And you can imagine the applications of, of this. If anyone ever wanted to start a riot, if ever, uh, anyone ever wanted to increase the crime rate, um, and then, of course, you know, you can use it for the exact same opposite. You can use it to decrease the crime rate by making everyone passive. And that could have nefarious applications as well if you want people to, to be passive and not pay attention and, and not uh, take action. Uh, it can be used for, for that as well. So, yes, the, the mind is boggled by the possibilities uh, in terms of what this could be used for. Yes, I would imagine they're, they're doing a lot of passivity programming of these frequencies in California where these people have been like burned out of their their houses the ones that survived and having their cars melted to the ground all of this obvious stuff going on over there 
that they're using these directed energy weapons on. I mean, I think that that would be the ideal way to, so that people don't speak up or really say a whole lot. You got people like Deborah Tavares and, and other people, but I haven't really heard a whole lot more. I think California is way more advanced on this than the rest of the com- country. They're, they're ground zero for where all this is really being, and, and really the, 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 the West Coast in particular, because this is going on in Seattle. Um, my, uh, one of my listeners who's a TI, I believe lives in Denver. Uh, and so these big metropolitan areas, n- more so on the West coast, it seems like, or near the West coast, it seems like are, um, much more further advanced in this agenda. The radio frequencies, um, microwave signals, uh, the entire spectrum, um, of, radio frequencies can be used um, within a certain range uh, to produce all sorts of different effects. So the, what, the way it works is a device broadcasts a radio frequency, let's say at an individual, and that radio frequency will hook up with the resonance frequency of the individual's mind or body, or in this case, DNA. And what happens is once the resonant frequency is found in the targeted individual, and the broadcast frequency matches up with that resonant frequency, those two frequencies interlock. So remember, the, the, uh, this came out oh, March 14th. Can't really see. It's a little too pixelated. 2000 and... Uh, see if I can get a... No, I can't. I don't know. It, it, it happened, I don't know, a couple years ago, where, where the one guy, the driver... The, the killer driver who went around killing all these people, massacred six people in Michigan, um, said he told the cops the devil possessed him through his Uber app. So again, is this beta testing? Like they're, they're going to target like uh, somebody like him and they do something through an app. Maybe he's got an implant. It was react. Maybe they just targeted him just to see a little social experiment on how many people they could get this guy to kill. Now, yeah, maybe he's just demon-possessed the toenails or whatever, but he specifically used this Uber app, blaming it on that, so you kind of have to wonder. And they can be thought of as one frequency or one energy. And what happens is between the broadcast frequency and the individual that's receiving the broadcast frequency, once it's resonating, uh, once they are resonating together, a, a super highway of frequency along which information can be sent is created. And so you can think of it just like fiber optic cables that you use to send uh, signals over the Internet that connect people to the Internet. It's the exact same thing, only a wireless application of that. And so once you have connected the targeted individual with the frequency um, and they resonate together, then you have a perfect uh, avenue upon which to send and receive information back and forth. And that's exactly how they manipulate someone's thoughts. They send voices into someone's head. Uh, they manipulate their emotions. They manipulate their behavior. And then that's also how they receive back from the in- individual in real time uh, the vital signs, the emotions, the thoughts, uh, what the person's seeing, what the person's hearing. And then all that information, of course, is rendered on a computer elsewhere uh, via software, and it can be monitored and tracked in real time. 
it can literally stop your own thoughts from happening and replace them with other thoughts uh, by sending thoughts to your head. And it's so sophisticated that you cannot tell where these thoughts are coming from. There's no way to, to discern that they are coming from somewhere other than your own mind. So you can imagine how bad this would be for people that don't even realize this technology exists. And they're having these thoughts, which they think are spontaneous, because uh, being under the influence of this technology now, kind of having been on both sides of it, I am, I am just amazed um, at the way it works. And I know that the thoughts that they beam into your head originate from the exact same place in your mind that your own natural thoughts originate from. So if I didn't know I was under the influence of this technology, then I would have no idea that anyone was influencing my thoughts at all. And that's exactly what it can be used for. It can be used to sway people in terms of their opinion, to make them go along with a certain agenda. It can be used to turn groups of people or individuals against each other uh, for whatever purpose. And uh, actually, this exact same technology can be used um, to not only influence the thoughts of someone, but also uh, the voice box of someone. And it came to mind because you mentioned a politician. I heard that they actually used this uh, on George Bush uh, Jr. once, George W. Bush, when he was giving a speech because he could not remember his lines. I have sent you a comprehensive energy plan to devastate communities, kill wildlife, and burn away millions of acres of treasured forests. Come on, save lives. Uh, this is the type of thing that could be used to give a politician the words that they need to say. I am a Zionist. You don't have to be a Jew to be a Zionist. So that they will come They're across... They're just showing different politicians saying things that they probably shouldn't have been saying. ...and deliver the message in the way someone else wants them to deliver this. Uh, deliver the message. So messing with people's thoughts uh, is really, really concerning, and it is so advanced now that they can do it without people even realizing it's being done. And the thing that shocked me about it is it's not being done you know, in a secret military base somewhere. And it's not being done in a controlled environment where people are being kept safe and separate. You know, the test subjects are kept separate from the general public so that nobody gets hurt. The entire city of Seattle has been turned into a massive proving ground for this technology. And it's being done right out in the streets. It's being used against people uh, that are driving. It's being used against people that are trying to live in a city environment with the congestion and all the other people around uh, that you have in that environment. And so the potential for accidents and things to get out of control and for people to get seriously hurt and indeed be killed by this uh, is real, and it's happening all the time. And I think it just shows just how not only out of control this program is, but how completely unchecked the research and development um, aspect of our national security structure has become. Uh, they are completely immune to any oversight, to any consequences, to anything they're doing. And I just could not believe that this research and development part of this program was so advanced and was so widespread and it was so out in the open um, in places like Seattle. And I encourage anyone that's in Seattle, please do go there or that's near Seattle. Take a trip there and spend a week, you know, on vacation, if you got the money to do it, I would recommend it and, and visit DESC and visit SIS at 1415 Western Avenue, Seattle, Washington. Visit Amazon. Visit the Apollo, Nessie, Bigfoot, Cricket buildings. Um, visit these places and begin to look around and observe, especially if you're a TI. 
that knows the symptoms of the technology because you're an expert in it because it's being used on you. Um, you know just as much as I do. Well, maybe not the version that I'm aware of being used in Seattle, but you're getting a version of it, so you know what to look for. Go there and, and, and watch the homeless people. Watch their behavior. Look at their teeth as all the people have their the, – one of the effects, I'm sorry to say, for GIs out there is this technology will actually radiate the teeth right out of your mouth uh, prematurely. And I know uh, in Seattle and elsewhere, people are in their 30s, you know, the brush and floss every single day that are having their teeth just fall out, sometimes whole. Uh, they're swallowing them in their, in their sleep. They're choking on them. I mean, this has devastating effects on the physiology uh, of the human being. Now, remember what I've said that, like, in the last three to four years, like, a lot of my number one best-selling protocols have been teeth protocols. I mean, it's been unreal. And now this is starting to make more sense because it seems as though that it's these, this frequency technology... Uh, that's doing this now if it's doing this to the teeth i would imagine it's also doing it to the bones to a certain extent because the teeth are just it's just the hardest bone in your body essentially um the hardest bones i should say the teeth are so i would imagine that it's affecting and it's having some kind kind of decalcification effect on the bones or it's depleting your body of 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 the certain trace minerals that you need to have strong teeth and bones and I've revamped all my tooth protocols. I have a really good file on this, if, in, and I know I've posted this in previous studies, but if you want it, just email me. Um, there's a contact thing at contendingfortruth.com, or you can use my email address. Uh, it's at the top of every PDF, pretty much. And I'll send it to you. And some of it are products I carry, but some of it is stuff that just that you can do. Um, uh, Coconut oil pulling is really, really good for the teeth. Um, there's a lot of different things that you can do where you don't actually even have to take supplements. But for a lot of people, they've had to like just break out all the stops, essentially, and go on like every single thing that's really good. I've even had like some issues with my teeth, and, and it's been like I've never had any teeth issues ever in my life. I've never had a cavity. I've never had a tooth pulled. I have all my wisdom teeth. Um, so does Taylor. I think it's one of our things that really runs good in our genetics. And, but even I've had, I've had like where, you know, my front teeth, just a little bit, like I'm, uh, a little bit of chipping and I've actually been able to grow, you know, some of that back where, you know, actually almost feels like it's totally repaired now. And I, I really didn't go on a huge gigantic tooth protocol, but just like the, the product, like Bone, the one I have, Bone Cofactors, is a really, really good one. If you're probably just going to do one product for the teeth, I'd do that. But the problem with teeth is that it actually is a little bit complicated. There's a lot of aspects to maintaining good teeth and bone health. And it seems as though these frequencies are just going great gonzo to basically tear down our skeletal system. And particularly the teeth for some reason. But go down there and look. It's the signs are every everywhere, and you will be fascinated, and your mind will be blown at just how op out in the open uh, it is. But I'm sorry. In terms of other places, uh, I am aware of Aurora, Colorado. Um, 
when I decided to blow the whistle and this technology was turned against me, a massive organized stalking effort uh, was launched against me. And due to my training, I recognize the tactics that are used uh, by these individuals, and it is high up. There is a military intelligence aspect of it, uh, and I won't go into that any further other than to say that the people who are, are um, after me, who are monitoring me, uh, are very, very good at what they do. They're, they're the best in the world. and it's one So see, if you've got somebody that works at one of these companies that is trained in this, even though he never actually did it, but he got the, I think, basically the full training, he talked to the guys that were doing it, oh, man, you think they're going to come after just a regular individual. They're coming after him with everything they got because he knows their secrets, at least to a certain extent. I mean, what he's doing right now, they don't want him to do, and that's the very reason I'm playing this to create more public awareness, to create more prayer going up about it. And like also so that you'll have the education if you run into one of these people or if you, God forbid, become one of these, you'll, you'll know what's going on. Uh, remember, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through the... So a Christian has a different set of weapons to battle this. And like I would pray, I, I, I would ask that you really pray for like my listener... Um, John and um, the other one she goes by L.L. Lamont I believe um, I would ask that you would pray for them and my other listeners just the body of Christ in general that, that are undergoing this um, yeah L.L. Lamont and John because this is an everyday reality for them and, and I mean they're getting they, they, it's a little different for both of them as far as what's happening, but um, the the one lady that I'd mentioned, she's got a I'm pretty sure a um, like a really bad brain tumor that was most likely induced by this technology. And if she goes in to the doctors, they're all in on it, and so it's just a nightmare to try to deal with this. I can't even imagine what it'd be like. So. I just feel like if there's enough people praying about this, that this this can be um, exposed and hopefully defeated to a certain extent. I understand the false cro- the any price of false prophet or whatever, but you know we, we need to be going to bat for these people and praying for them and um, praying that this wickedness be defeated, be destroyed, be exposed. Uh, be laid bare. Pray, pray that the people in these programs, if it, if it's possible, that they get saved, that the fear of God fall on them, that they don't prosper in wickedness, that that you know they experience the love of God, that they experience, if it necessary, the severe. Because most likely, if somebody's going to come out of this, because these people seem like their consciences are seared with a hot iron. If if it's possible for them to be saved, that. You know, because God knows the beginning from the end. He knows who's going to get saved and who's not. And the Bible says the wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. So if you're just a wicked vessel, if you're a uh, a vessel appointed to God's wrath, essentially, like the Bible talks about, they, they were literally um, made for that. And I know that's hard to comprehend, but the Bible is very, very clear on you know, God hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. I mean, the Bible's very clear on it. You know, vessels of wrath fitted, meaning prepared ahead of time for God's destruction. The Bible talks about in uh, Jude where these were men of old, men are men that were preordained to this condemnation. 
I don't quite understand all that. But then again, this is this isn't my uh, my chessboard. This is God's. <laughs> so you know that they those that can be saved would be saved. Those that cannot be, you know, that they will not prosper in wickedness. That God would judge the wicked. That all men would see and fear and declare the work of God. You know. You know, we could have Christians walking out the front door and there could be a twenty, a couple 20-foot angels next to them that these gang stalkers see, literally. I, I'm, I have totally the faith to believe that. What is that for God? He created the universe. And then all of a sudden, they're going to think twice next time that they're assigned to that TI. When they, you know, probably, you know, um, wet their pants at bare minimum when they saw this 20-foot angels next to the christian targeted individual and they're like no i ain't taking that job ever again uh 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 no way fear of god fell on them that's what i really want to see start happening as a norm i mean are, are we powerless as christians are, are are we just supposed to live in this this like but see if there's nobody praying for these people you know they're and if and if the other christians think they're crazy well then there's not going to be any kind of real prayer going up for about this you know, so I just feel like that those days are coming. I really do. I feel like those days are coming when, you know, it's not just about, you know, Satan loses in the end. Okay? It's not like all the Christians are going to be killed and then Jesus Christ is going to come back. That's not the way it works out. Yes, will a lot be martyred because they don't take the mark of the beast? Yes. Yes, but absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. But he always preserves a remnant. And I just think of how many people might get saved as a result of these types of things happening. You know, the devil and the Antichrist are going to come with all signs and lying wonders. Well, are there going to be other wonders? The Bible talks about where wickedness abounds, grace all the more. Are there going to be other biblical miracles taking place to counterbalance what Satan is doing? I believe, yes, that's the case. You know, is it just going to be Satan winning, 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 and, and just the, the, the Christians just beat into a corner and barely holding on to life up until the time when Jesus comes back? I don't, I'm not going to live that way. No. No. But we need to be praying for one another and loving one another. And this type of thing, the body of Christ needs to do this collectively. To see that type of thing start happening on, I believe, a normal basis. Because, you know, I don't know. I'm just throwing my two cents in there. I just believe it. I 100% believe what I just said. You know, it's not it's not a stretch. It's not something like God can't do it. I mean, if his name's glorified and if people get saved as a result of it, a kind of a win-win to me. <laughs> if these and then And then if these people that are actually doing this get wind of it, these gang stalking dudes that are doing this and they start getting saved and they start leaving well man praise god that's what we need i don't know i mean that's just my two cents one of the things that has kept me so busy and i've been so unable to really tend to anything else in my life even getting the word out is because i'm fending these people off and fighting back against them 24 hours a day um, but I eventually end up, ended up in Aurora, Colorado, uh, right next to Buckley Air Force Base. 
And um, it turns out that this town as well is a major hub for this social engineering. Co- Colorado's another place that's just ground zero for this. And this is where my, my listeners, I'm pretty sure he was in like the Seattle, maybe Oregon area, and then he moved there. So it's just going from the fire to the frying pan. But Denver, Aurora, I mean, the, the, from what I've heard that the New World Order, the capital of the New World Order for North, the North American Union is going to be Denver. I've said that many times. They're gonna. There's probably going to be some type of potential nuclear event in Washington D.C. Now, this is from long-established Illuminati-type plans to bring their new world order out of chaos. And they destroy the old world order. Well, the old world order would represent Washington D.C. And they bring in the new world order, Denver, which has got like this gigantic, the 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 airport in particular has this gigantic underground base. I mean, it's very, very creepy, weird airport that has all kind of Freemasonic, demonic, gargoyle stuff going on. The The underground base is really, really heinous. Um, they've spent untold probably billions and billions of dollars building that. It just disappears, you know, this budget for it that disappear into the, you know, their black ops projects. And um, from what I've heard, Denver is scheduled to be the, the capital of the... Uh, North American Union, which would be Canada, um, Central America, and Mexico, and um, the United States. Denver being, you know, the capital. And then that'll be one of the ten regions that the Bible talks about, in um, like Daniel and Revelation. Program. Aurora, Colorado is a town that has a massive, uh, a large percentage of military personnel that live here. Uh, the adjacent base, also intelligence, uh, families um, live here as well. Uh, when they're assigned overseas, this is where they would live when they're back on the home front domestically. And you can tell that this uh, technology is being used uh, on the people of Aurora, Colorado, many of whom serve in the military. And as I mentioned before, it's not only the general population of Seattle, the homeless and TIs, But this technology is being used against military families, people who proudly and bravely serve their country and uh, sacrifice everything so that you and I can be free, or at least we were able to be free, before this this technology started being used against us. Exactly. Yeah. Um, So it's here as well, and there are some other cities. It seems to be adjacent to military bases. I've, I've heard this from a lot of people, and I've noticed it as well. If you have a massive Air Force base uh, near you, uh, Navy as well on the coast. Um, there is a there's a good chance that some aspects of this program are being uh, run at the adjacent military base and is being used on the the towns and the people around that base. And uh, I was not aware either of just how widespread uh, the security industry was in terms of its numbers and in terms of its power within the United States of America. Uh, you're absolutely correct. And uh, it's a great point you make. Uh, a million personnel, I mean, just think of that in terms of standing armies. Uh, look up some of the uh, numbers on active military personnel in countries like Russia and China and the United States, the European Union, and you'll start to understand just how many, you know, one million uh, people uh, are and what can be done with that type of manpower uh, in a situation like this domestically. So. One of the things um, I think that that is an advantage of the security industry, number one, it's private. So if you were going to roll out an army of gang stalkers 
across the United States to mess with people, to track people, to surveil people, to follow people, and to make their lives uh, a general hell uh, to live every day, then you would have to do it covertly. You would have to do it in a way that is not noticeable to the rest of society. And in fact, the tactics that are used by private security companies and gang stalkers at large are specifically designed to avoid detection, not from the targeted individual, but to avoid detection from the general public. And so it's a, it's a very interesting surveillance situation. It, it fits right in with other surveillance situ situations where they want the targeted individual to know that they're following them. And so in a normal surveillance situation, you do not want the person you're following to know that you're following them. They actually want the TI to know they're being followed because it has the maximum psychological impact. While at the same time, they need to do it in a way that your neighbors and your friends and your coworkers and your family do not know that they are doing this to you because the entire point of the program is to convince everybody else that the, the TI is crazy. And so they need to surveil you and gain stalk you in such a way that other people don't notice that they're doing it. And so what happens is I was actually with a friend when we were driving uh, from Seattle and I decided to leave. It was one of the last friends that I was able to have before this massive organizing, organized stalking campaign uh, completely destroyed uh, my life as well. And now I'm completely isolated as well. But I was driving with a friend, and we were being followed by people, obviously gang stalkers and uh, military intelligence in my case. But they drive in, in, in regular vehicles. They're in modern uh, trucks, SUVs, sedans, every kind of car. Uh, many of them are, Toyo or, excuse me, Chevys. And uh, if you're being, I think a lot of TIs uh, have noticed this as well, Chevy seems to have some kind of a deal with these security companies. And I know, for example, my security company. Uh, and, and like um, on one listener, John, he was saying that the cars are typically either white or red, I believe. And sometimes they're black, but it's usually one of those three different colors. I think it depends maybe what part of the country you're in as well. I've purchased most of their vehicles from a particular car company. So these are some of the things I noticed, but we're being followed by these people and what they will do is the otherwise unmarked car will have military stickers on it they'll have license plates that say air force they'll have stickers that say marine corps or army and um generally the personnel as well fit, fit a general description a lot of them have tattoos a lot of them are young a lot of them um appear to be you know, very young, maybe a, a military type of a look, only with kind of a, a gangster type of a, a vibe to them. And I think that's for the purposes of intimidation. And I know uh, that is one of the psychological aspects of what I learned at SIS in terms of gang stalking is, is the image you're projecting is very important. It is scientifically planned down to the last detail to have a very specific psychological effect on the target. Um, but anyway, we're driving and we see all these cars around us and they all have military and uh, Marine Corps, Air Force. And my friend said, you know, is that the Air Force following us? Is that the Marine Corps following us? Are these people, you know, military? And it's a very good question. And it's, they are trying to give that impress, impression that who's following you is active military. And, of course, that's not the case at all. They are private security contractors, or they are at least intelligence operatives that are operating domestically under the cover of being a, a um, private security contractor. And the reason they put those stickers there is to give the impression they're military. 
And so what you have a lot of times, the way they get license plates that say Air Force engraved on them is they are former Air Force. The way they get some of these uh, insignias on their car, they are former Marines, and they are now retired. And after active duty, a lot of them need jobs, and they are being hired by the thousands each and every day to staff private security companies all over the country. And private security companies and private investigators, what they do is they investigate, they surveil, they follow, and they carry out covert intelligence and investigative operations domestically in a way that can't be protected. It's the perfect way to carry out gang-stalking operations against TIs. And the, uh, the number one rule uh, in intelligence work and in, in security work in terms of uh, at least people that are going to be surveilling the public is to remain undetected. And so in terms of a profile, they go out of their way to hire people of diverse ethnic backgrounds, um, each gender, all age ranges, more or less. Um, there's obviously limitations if, you know, uh, if you're too old to be able to follow people on foot. Uh, but I've noticed a lot of the mobile uh, details, a lot of the mobile assignments will be carried out by uh, the more elderly of the private security contractors because they can't be operating in an inner city, for example, uh, on foot, walking up hills and so forth. People with disabilities as well uh, cannot do that, so there'll be mobile units. Uh, static and mobile units are the two basic units you have within private security, and then they're assigned to different assignments. Um, but, yeah, as, as far as the profile, uh, they are ex-military. They are ex-intelligence. Uh, many people, um, like myself, have no ties to that, but they start off um, low in the company as a security guard, uh, maybe executive protection, maybe risk uh, threat assessments. Maybe they have an IT background, so they get in that way. Uh, and then they're trained little by little to be led into the gang stalking and kind of the covert aspect of the company, which is involved in this social engineering program domestically to target TIs. Uh, and so what you have is, in terms of a street gang stalker, the kind of people that will have constant contact with uh, the TI, on a regular basis for the purposes of being known as gang stalkers to the TI, they will have a, a certain profile physically. Uh, the men will often be very strong. They work out. They're buff, for lack of a better term. Uh, they will have a generally intimidating demeanor. All people, of course, they could be completely nice, um, very, very decent people, most of them. They're just they're doing their job, and I don't think there's any way they have to get out of it. Because they all know if they, if they come forward and they say something, that they're going to get gang-stalked as well. And unfortunately, I, I'm proving that by the way that I'm being targeted and gang-stalked and the technology is being used against me. Um, but this is, this is the general appearance that they get, and so it's to be intimidating. And there's a very fine line between kind of the military intimidation and what you would call a gangster or a thug intimidation. And both aspects, of course, are there on purpose. And gang stalking has been designed specifically to have both aspects there. Uh, they want you to believe that your country hates you. They also want you to believe that you're in great danger all the time. And the thug, gangster aspect of the vibe that they're giving off is there specifically for that reason. And so you can start to see how psychologically this is going to have an effect on someone very, very quickly. If they're under the impression that the military, their own government, and then a bunch of thugs are following and chasing them around the country, uh, it has a devastating psychological effect. There is a um, precedent. 
I will say that I'm aware of for hiring people that have displayed a certain moral uh, ambiguity concerning certain issues. Uh, for example, uh, within certain private company uh, security companies in the Seattle area, there are a lot of ex-LAPD. Um, in fact, when the Rodney King riots went down and a lot of the scandals that went on uh, in Los Angeles, uh, the LAPD went through several stages of reform, and anybody from L.A., of course, will remember this. And the people that were forced out of LAPD ended up almost exclusively going to work for private security companies. So you can imagine the types of characters uh, that ended up in private security companies when the LAPD didn't want them anymore. Um, also, <laughs> So the worst of the worst law enforcement officers is what he's basically saying, is the ones that end up going to work for these private, I'm sure not every single, but a, a large, you know, percentage. People that have criminal backgrounds are often um, coveted for gang-stalking type of assignments. Uh, the reason for this is that they do not mind, obviously, mistreating other people. Uh, they have what could be called a criminal mentality. Um, but it's also important to note that despite the unsavory characters that are within this, the entire point of it uh, is a hands-off policy. And this is very, very evil, the way they're doing this. So, uh, I mean, not in any way defending them. I'm making the opposite point. The hands-off policy is in place by private security companies and gang stalkers, the federal government, and everybody else involved in this, specifically to have the excuse and say, we didn't actually physically harm this person. We never struck them. We never shot them. We never hit them. We never did any physical harm to them. So everything that's done by this program is... And I think if they did, they're just going to deny it. Because it's going to be, you know, their 50 guys or whoever, however many is assigned to a particular TI, their word against, you know, your word. And obviously you've already been demonized if you're a TI. You've already been painted as this low life. So obviously you're going to be the one to blame. To have a psychological effect, and the psychological effect is meant to complement the effect that the technology is having on the individual, so that they are brought to a place in their life where they're isolated, they're broke, they're unemployed, they have no family, they have no friends, and nobody in the general public can track or trace anything that's being done to them because the technology is remote and it's wireless, and there's usually no physical signs left on the individual that anything is being done to them. And the interaction with gang stalkers within the community, there is no physical evidence that any gang stalking ever went on. They are specifically instructed, you know, do not slash anyone's tires. Don't, you know, uh, vandalize their house. That is not the point of the program. The point of the program is to have maximum psychological effect and leave the minimal amount of evidence. And so you can see how this hands-off policy, and this is a standard term that's used within the private security industry in terms of what security guards and security personnel are supposed to do uh, in terms of a threat. You are supposed to maintain a hands-off policy uh, at all costs until you absolutely must intervene physically or with, or with use of force. And so that's kind of a, uh, an industry term that's been adopted by gang stalkers as a hands-off policy against the TI so that when that person ends up in a hospital or ends up physically deteriorated, they can't turn around and blame the gang stalkers because they were never quote-unquote touched or physically harmed. By yeah, but that's not actually true, and I think, well, 
in all the cases, obviously, and not with John for sure. And um, there was a lady that, I, and I, I'm going to play about 12 more minutes of this, and I know I'm way over on time on this, but there's a lady that they interview because uh, this interview, I'm going to play it about the 52 minute mark, but it goes on for like 77 minutes, and she chimes in and she says, "Well, I know you said that, but like with me, what they did." is I had like, I think spinal stenosis surgery and every time they would do the surgery, they would botch it. And then I go to physical therapy and they would mess mess me up even more. And then I go have to go back for more surgery and they'd botch it again. And this happened like three times and now she's totally crippled because of what they're doing to her. So this is almost like just demons feeding on, it's, it's like hell from where, you know, you hear those, those, those like hell testimonies where it's like the demons feed off any kind of evil or pain they can inflict on you. It's its really like that. It's, it's the only um, thing I can see they could really gain from this, you know, this program, is that there are demonic entities feeding off the misery and pain that these devils are creating. It's, it's really the only thing I can, I, I really only, the only benefit I can see from a satanic standpoint. By them, even though... All of the harm that's done to TIs is done by the gang stalkers. It's done by the federal government that endorses this program, and it's done by the technology. And therefore, the gang stalkers, the technology, and the federal government is liable and responsible 100% for everything that's been done to the TI. Nobody advertises, you know, on Craigslist that we're hiring you to harass and torture people. It's just not done. And... I can speak personally for myself, and I can speak personally for the people I worked at, with at SIS, that when you do first find out what's going on, you are disgusted by it. You cannot believe that this is what's going on. There is also a very quick, um, almost a peer pressure-induced acceptance of it that causes you to say, you know, this is pretty cool, and I'm just being flat-out honest here about the psychology that's going on within these people's minds. It's pretty cool. We're, we're part of the group. We're part of the massive army of people that is going to be okay no matter what because we're on the right side. This is, this is on, they're showing stuff in the background. This is from Fox News, and it's entitled Killer Chip. It's a, they're interviewing a gentleman. It says, it can track and remotely kill a person. They're admitting to this. Germany refuses a patent to, G, to a GPS microchip with a cyanide dose. So in this case, you're implanted with a chip, and if you get out of line or maybe go outside of maybe an area where you shouldn't be, they activate the chip, and you get a lethal cyanide dose, and you're dead. And this was on Fox News. Um, it doesn't say the date, but um, it says, I think it's in April. Fox News Live, Germany refuses patent to, yeah. So this is how insane things are getting. I did this because we're the people with all the power. We're the people that with ties to the intelligence agencies. We're the people with ties to the government. We're the people that are going to be okay no matter what because, you know, we are willing to violate the law to get away with whatever we want to get away with. And our superiors and our bosses are as well. So as long as we make them happy and we do our job, we're going to have a pretty good life. And I can tell you that this is exactly what is done to people um, almost immediately upon the revealing of what is really going on. They are offered a series of incentives. They're offered, uh, first of all, acceptance into the group. They're offered 
um, acceptance into what will be the future of America, that you will be set, you and your girlfriend, or if you're married, you and your wife, your husband, your children are going to be taken care of. You're going to make a lot of money. You're going to have brand new cars every couple of years. Your kids are going to go to the best schools, and you are going to be connected, for lack of a better term. And, and at this point, it really does take on almost an organized crime feel to it. Now, here's another um, picture in the background, and it says Freemason Police Crest. So who do they really serve? And it shows all these different Freemasonic, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, North Dakota. Oak, I mean, there's, uh, there's a total of 20 states that have Freemasonic Police Crest that evidently um, some police departments wear. And it's like, who do they serve? Now, the reason I'm bringing that up is because in the other, the last interview that I played about the, the people from um, England, I believe, they were talking, I believe, a lot about how it's the Freemasons that are super involved in this as well. They're some of the ones doing the gang stalking. They're, they're some of the ones um, doing the voice to skull and behind this. Evidently, they're heavily recruiting Freemasons for this because you're already at a very high demonic level with all those blood oaths you got to take from the Freemasons. And I've done, you know, if you want to know more about that, just key in Freemason in the keyword search box at ContendingForTruth.com. I've done dedicated report on it and the other. So that's another wrinkle to this. And then this is on the cover of Newsweek. Uh, it says Newsweek. School children first in line for security chip implants. Then it says police state, America's new way of life. I mean, it's 575 laws you better obey. I mean, this, this is insanity. And it shows some guy in full military tactical gear on the cover. I mean, this is the type of messages they're trying to send here. Because what you're, what you're dealing with are people that are pleasing their boss in order to do something that is absolutely illegal. They're, they're monitoring and harassing and, tor and torturing and sometimes leading to the death of American citizens. They're violating their civil rights. They're violating their human rights. They're violating basic human decency. This is, this is horrible stuff that's being done to people. And so you have to understand the psychological aspect that goes into convincing gang stalkers and people that are part of the program to do what they're doing. Uh, it is a very, in fact, the psychological operation that is run against gang stalkers themselves and people that participate in the program is just as advanced, if not more so than the psychological program that is run against TIs. It absolutely is. And so what you have is this very intense psychological program that's run. In fact, uh, one of the things that I'm not sure people are aware of, but I'm trying to cover this on my site because I have direct knowledge of it, hive minds, voice to skull, emotion manipulation behavior, uh, modification technology is being used against the gang stalkers themselves and against people in the program. And it is being used to assist them in doing their job, specifically to take away their conscience specifically to take away their empathy and their sympathy for the individual, for the targeted individual, so that they don't feel bad, so that they don't feel guilty about what they're doing. They are, are you know, many times intelligence agents and soldiers are trained to get the empathy and the sympathy out of their system because you're going to be asked to kill someone for us. 
you're going to have to go on the battlefield and shoot someone, and you're going to shoot them just because we tell you to shoot them. And so a lot of the stuff that goes on in basic training and in terms of training intelligence operatives is designed specifically to make sure that people will pull the trigger when they need to. And stuff like human decency and love and compassion and empathy and sympathy and caring for your fellow human being does not enter into the decision-making process. And so the exact same thing is done within the program, within the Voice to Skull Gang Stalking program. And it is done not only by peer pressure and direct training, it is also handled by the technology that can manipulate the people's emotions to turn off empathy and sympathy and love and care and compassion and to turn on what I call almost a mercenary hired gunman mentality. And the reward for going along with this is you get to be part of the social group. Look at the TI and how isolated they are. Look at how horrible their life is. Look at how sad it is. And every time I think about it, I start to choke up. It's so overwhelming. My heart just naturally goes out to these people, and I want to help them. But when you're the gang stalker under the use under under the influence of this technology and the influence of the peer pressure and everything, and I think it'd be very important to pray for this gentleman. I don't think he's a Christian, but he sure acts like one under a lot of aspects. His bravery, his courage, is you know what I mean. The fact that he would never go into this to begin with, but then the people that the whistleblowers that are coming out about this, it's this is building momentum. The, the, another report was that's up here is why and how gang stalking works. Dr. Eric Kallstrom, and that's on the Kev Baker show. And that's that's almost a two-hour interview on this, and they don't want this stuff coming out, and. It's important for us to pray for the people that are on the front lines, whether they're Christians or not, that, that they would um, be protected and that they get saved, you know, to, to actually look at this from a, a Christian standpoint is, to me, is much easier than looking at it from like some unsafe standpoint where it's like, why would they be doing this? This makes no sense. But from a satanic standpoint, you know, I guess this is all part of the whole agenda to bring misery into the world and pain and death and hopelessness you don't feel that and if you do the technology is going to take it right out of your system but look at the ti how isolated they are you're not going to be isolated like that because you're one of us these are your people look around at all the other gang stalkers look at around at the military and the intelligence services of the united states of america look at the local and state police look at the social workers these are our people you can date any one of these women that you want. You can date any one of these men that you want. Heck, we'll help you hook up. You can come and party with us and go out to dinner and do all the things that people do together. And that T.I. can't. That T.I. can't because of X, Y, and Z. That T.I. can't because he's on the wrong side of this. You're very, very lucky to be on the right side, and don't you ever do anything and mess it up because you will end up right where that T.I. is. You're not going to be one of us anymore. You're going to be isolated. You're going to be gang stalked. You're going to be tortured 24 hours a day by the most horrific technology ever conceived by the mind of man. And you are going to die, grow old, and die alone. And unfortunately, you know, now that I'm saying that, I have a self-realization moment. I mean, that's exactly what's happening with me. And I can totally and completely understand how that is a very, very effective strategy to get people to go along with being a gang stalker and to help cover up this program. The entire point of this uh, social engineering program that has been researched and developed for decades now 
the full intent within the program, everything that's planned going forward, the day-to-day attitude of all the people, is that this program is going to be rolled out nationwide, and it will become the norm. Every man, woman, and child in America will be under the influence of this technology. Every man... So, I mean, this is like where the rubber really meets the road, where he's saying that this is just basically beta testing on these individuals, where this will be rolled out on a national... And I I really believe it, it hinges on 5G, which is another thing to pray against. You know, pray that God would throw every monkey wrench on the planet into that 5g so that it cannot be implemented properly they just have problem after problem with it and because i'm telling you i, I think a lot of it hinges on that from everything i'm seeing that's really going to bring everything together it's going to give them the network they want to have woman and child in america will be one decision away from having gang stalkers turned against them and the people making these decisions, of course, are not answerable to the American people. They were not elected. They did not pass any tests or go through any gates of initiations, to, initiations to, to, to prove that they're worthy to have this responsibility. They just make the decision, and you're a TI, and that's it. Every single man, woman, and child in the United States of America will be under the influence of this technology. And as you can see, going forward, What's going to happen is a, is a dividing line is going to be drawn in America. And it's not going to be Democrat or Republican or black and white, rich, poor, you know, Jew, Gentile, religious differences, whatever it is. It's going to be based on who is on the right and the wrong side of this technology, who is on the right and the wrong side of this program. And so if you are not a part of this program, then there is a very real risk that you are going to become a full-blown, 24-7 targeted individual. And this technology at that point, when it is nationwide, will be used by automated computer, supercomputer software programming uh, that will manipulate the emotions and the behavior and the thoughts of everybody in the United States of America. And it can all be done remotely. It's very much like the, the microchip kind of uh, tracking the New World Order, this entire, you know, uh, control grid that's supposed to be rolled out against the American people someday. And I'm here to tell you that uh, it's already here. There isn't going to come a day where there's troops in the streets and tanks rolling down uh, your neighborhood and riot gear and all this stuff. We might have isolated incidents like that. It might get like that every once in a while, but the the true control grid is this technology, voice to skull, hive mind, behavior manipulation technology. And it can all be done remotely. It can be done simply by targeting you with the frequency, locking into the resonant frequency of your DNA and your mind, and in that manner completely track and trace and control you uh, 24 hours a day. And so the dividing line is going to be between people on one side of this technology and people on the other. And so if you are a gang stalker right now, if you're in the private security industry, if you're in the military, intelligence, local state police, community watch groups, what have you, the reason so many people are joining into this, the reason so many people end up on that side of the fence is because it is the only game in town. There is one side, and you're either with us or you're, or you're against us. And so going... But how pathetic. I mean... <sighs> For somebody to do this out of fear that, you know, they're not going to be on the right side when that decision basically is like a choice for hell, you know, 
I mean, it's a choice for pure evil. I'm not saying these people can't get saved, but I mean, man, once you start going down that road and, 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 and you get into this and the Bible talks about having your conscience seared with a hot iron, you've pretty much got to get to that level to get to that point where you're able to do this and not feel bad about it. You know, kind of like being turned over to a reprobate mind. So, I mean, doesn't bode well for them. I, pr I do pray their souls be saved. I truly do. I pray they come out of this. But, man, that is not a road you want to go down. For You know, that's exactly what I had to think about when I decided to make this decision. That is exactly what went through my mind, and that's why it took me so long to decide what to do about this. Because, you know, it is, you are, you are marking yourself. You are, you are standing up and saying, hey, everybody, look at me. I don't like you. I don't like your program, and I'm going to do everything I can to get it shut down. And I was fully aware the entire time that I was, you know, thinking about doing that, exactly what was going to happen to me. They were going to torture me. They were going to destroy all my relationships with friends and family. And I was never going to be able to make a living again. And in my mind, it just came down to the victims. It came down to targeted individuals all over America who are suffering every single day, who are crying out for help, who are curled up in a ball in the corner, in their bedroom, in horrible physical pain and horrible emotional pain, and know that nobody will help them. Everybody calls them crazy. Everybody says, you know, the, there's something wrong with them. Friends and family abandon them. Their, their relationships with their significant others are ruined. Their kids are taken away from them. And, the yeah, and a big, it's a big reason I'm doing this. Is It's really out of just the compassion I feel for these poor people that are going through this, suffering for no good reason whatsoever other than they're on some weird list that, you know, some devil randomly selected, you know, it, God bless them. Most people in Seattle are now homeless. Some of the most brilliant men and women I've ever known in my life as I got to know them are now homeless and they have no way to get out because the DESC is specifically making sure, going out of their way to make sure they can't get jobs and they can't find homes. So if a gang stalker wants to think about coming forward, this is, this is the decision that they face. Um, but, you know, are you willing to risk everything to try to save this country, um, to try to save the individual out there who's on the receiving end of this program and is suffering and needs our help? And I'm hoping that by me coming forward and doing the best I can and for surviving as long as I can, I will inspire other insiders and give them the courage and the hope they need to make that decision as well and see if we can't start making some progress against this thing. Amen. Amen. So that was about 52 and a half minutes of that interview. Uh, you can probably see why I wanted to play. I normally don't play clips that long, but I couldn't have said it any better. He's, he, he's on the inside. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, I found the YouTube channel where this came from, and I give you a link to that there. There are some other gang stalking videos up there. There's also tons of them online, too. I mean, there's a lot of them if you do any kind of search for this. And I give you some more videos you can watch. Gang stalking targeted in America, part one and two, and um, exposing and defeating organized gang stalking. That's the Air, Dr. Eric Kallstrom interview, and I give you that link, too. Now, the last part is just a I asked John if he wanted me to say anything to, to my listeners about this and this was really like last second you know he kind of whipped this together um, 
but this will kind of confirm some of the, what we just read, and then that's that's all I'll have for today. But this is a this is his comments on gang stalking. Uh, he says the key to all this is they the people need to understand in light of your last teaching is that this is exactly how they make mass shooters as well. Bottom line is this is the program to surround and target, then abuse the target to the point of lashing out. I mean, I've even been punched right in the face. Uh, to have an excuse to arrest me and get involved. That's, that just happened the other day to him. Guy got out in traffic and just cold cocked him, right? I think he was, he was sitting in his car through the window, you know? And um, he got, he had pictures of the guy and the guy was flicking him off. And I mean, you know, it's, it's insanity. People think it's just life, not a program, but our society is so controlled and it is big money to be part of it. And honestly, I've come to find out that it's like a cancer. It's all linked together. The economy is tracking, tracing data using, basing it in a police state. The MIAC report should be revisited state by state, as you can tell by my pics I sent you. I picked random states and even Canada to show it's worldwide. Some people get paid, some don't. But there are job advertisements all over to join. Then he says reference, it's called the Next Door app which is a neighborhood watch app, and the app lets you know how many stalkers are in your neighborhood. So I guess they're using that to a certain extent. Uh, and it gives you an idea of what these devils are like mentally. It is a good tool. Also, my body cam, both a covert one uh, and the other one he has, are good tools. I was able to buy a police body cam, which is hard to find. The reason is the software is made for investigations. One must... Be witty and always ready to expose this in a calm way. But be ready for reprisals for doing this. A good camera is so important. I went out without food for one week so I could get it. Having small binoculars is also good. I can't tell you how this helps on walks. So this is kind of advice for other people that are being gang stalked. I can see them way off with the small binoculars and I see what they're doing so they don't take me off guard. I've had them even hide behind trees as to not be noticed. Also, be a hard target. Get rid of all fear. Facts and proof are what's important. Having binoculars is, a, is psychological in nature. They don't like to be watched. In a park, there's probable deniability that they will use whatever tool they have against you and say you're looking into people's houses instead. I use, them, I use the binoculars in bursts like a quick scan so I can see what's coming and to be ready. If, I, if need be, I let them know I see them watching me, and man, they do not like it. Usually they run, and I mean literally. I use a mini, this is interesting, I use a mini air horn for the mobbing effect, especially in the line at store. So like if they're mobbing him in a line at store, like they're crowding him, he said just a quick burst in my pocket, meaning he keeps it in his pocket, and something saying like, oh, I'm sorry, um, getting like bumped, that works well too, because you know, I set off the air horn like i said i keep it in my jacket pocket and it makes makes them jump back these are also ways of being a hard target anytime someone doubts my experience i take them to the community policing packets and the patriot act and the fact that we are in a national state of emergency under wartime under this wartime power act this means that there's no bill of rights in effect right now it's a wonder to me that trump doesn't know this he has to know what's going down Psychological profiling and destruction of many based on some dumb test or standard in a God-hating world. So these are just ways I fight back. I am so focused that they can that they can throw things at my car and I'll just park and break out. I believe he means he'll break out his audio recorder even while they are threatening me. 
Video works, pictures work, their own statements used against them work. I think the training manual mission statement, and this is a little bit disjointed because he just whipped this together really quick, and obviously he's under a ton of stress all the time. I think the training manual mission statements of the Citizen on Patrol manual uh, work with a powerful focus on the word risk and proactive policing based on no due process. What makes someone a risk is the question. They admit to meeting out punishment and keeping the target down. The section on triangulation is key. They admit to targeting family and friends of the target. I mean, if they got your cell phone, they can triangulate your position and know where you're at all the time, unless the, unless the cell phone is in one of like those protective cases, which would be good, especially in this case to have. In fact, in one of the last videos before they were going into that conference, the, the TIs in England, this one guy had showed he had this aluminum foil thing around his phone. He said he made it. So you I, you can make them, but um, like uh, ID Stronghold, I think, makes them. Um, there are, You can get really cost-effective ones on like eBay and stuff where it's like it's a pouch that they slip in and it, it'll it'll totally shut down any signal coming out of your phone i mean you you want to make sure you turn your phone off though if you put them in there because um it can tend to run the battery down if you keep it on in one of those things because it's kind of it's constantly going to be trying to be communicating so um going further it is not only injury but an insult as family and friends will say why would you be so important to only target you uh, that's when you drop the info on them that I mentioned above. I say, look at the huge apparatus in place. I mean, people know, need to know it's not a game. Targets are being poisoned. The one guy in the England video, and I didn't play most of that, you know, had said he had been poisoned at least one time. They were always breaking into his apartment. Uh, so targets are poisoned like I was, so he was poisoned. I was made to be in a hospital for almost five months fighting for my life alone. So I, I'm assuming he got poisoned and he it was so bad that he was in the hospital for five months fighting for his life. And you know nobody there's on his side. They're, they're, they're hoping he's going to die. So this is like one of my listeners. The break-ins, the smear campaigns, but especially the setups, the building a and then building a case around innocent targeted individuals based on street theater, which is what that one gay guy in the first video had talked about. He called it street theater, where they all just show up where you're at, and they're all fake couples walking around you and just looking at you, and it's just very, very strange and weird stuff. Um, street theater, to get targets to commit crimes, etc., they love to set you up through probable cause, which means they can have like two people move into your neighborhood who are part of a citizens on patrol. That's where I think that neighborhood watch thing app comes into play. Uh, you would know that that citizens on patrol is going to get you know corrupted and neighborhood watch get corrupted and turn it into a big brother. You know, uh, then they both agree they saw you doing something criminal. The ones in the, the they move into a uh, neighborhood and then get on the neighborhood watch. They agree they saw you suing them a criminal, and so you can be arrested. Just as simple as that. In Oregon, they would arrest me. Yeah, he lived in Oregon, too. They would arrest me, then release me over and over with zero charges. The last time in jail, he handcuffed me with my back to the wall and my knees bent for three hours. They do this so they can have a mug shot and fake charges posted in the county and make make and use this as supposed evidence of the reason they target you also then that means you're, you're never going to probably get any kind of decent job because you got a record 
all the made-up slander, and they will spread your mugshot everywhere, online, in your family. I mean, this is so stinking evil. I, I just pray the Lord Jesus Christ rain down his fury on this wickedness. Then he says, love you, bro. God bless you. Praise the Lord. May Christ keep you always, brother. Um, as Paul from Acts chapter 20 till the end, they tried to rip him limb from limb and even took a curse upon themselves to slay Paul. May Satan's, may Satan's kingdom fall. Thank you for getting the word out. I owe you so much, brother. God bless. So, yeah, that's all I have for today. Um, so now, hopefully, you have a better idea how to, you know, pray about this. Um, praying for these people caught up in this. Praying for the people that are doing this. Praying that all their wicked technology just malfunction. You know. Praying that angels encamp around about these these people, uh, these targeted individuals, and that they get saved, and that the gang stalkers get saved, and, and that all this backfire on Satan, every bit of it. You know, it's horrible. I, I can't even imagine. But evidently, this is getting more and more. I mean, like the guy said, they want to roll it out nationwide, and and you'll be just one one thought away of expressing your thought away of being on this list so you know it's very 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 shortly in this day and age that we're living in it really may start costing you to be a christian i mean it may cost you your life so you have to make up your mind um you know, because I don't really think most of the Christians, at least in America, have really been tested like this. You know, this is this is really, really, you know, and you in and of yourself can't do this. You in and of yourself can't overcome this. But I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I'm, I'm not wishing this on anybody. I, I pray that God would shield all my listeners and the body of Christ from this wicked evil satanic plan but and maybe through prayer maybe through enough awareness of this maybe this will cause them to back off you know through jesus all things are possible so that's why i cover these types of subjects that and, I, and again i'm not i don't want to say i'm bragging but most ministries aren't going to cover this most 501c3 churches sure aren't going to cover this 501c3 pastor covers this he's going to be on the on the gang stalking list probably the next week you know and and they're going to be having maybe it won't even start that quick maybe they'll just say well we're going to pull your 501c3 charter you're 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 going to be you know the center of an investigation you know who knows i don't know whatever they try to threaten them with so you're just not going to hear this information very many places but again the more public awareness is out there it's like anything else the more momentum builds to actually um, do something about it. So I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day, this time you've given us. I thank you for letting us come together, Lord, once again to explore these types of subjects, Lord. And I pray to God for your divine intervention, Lord, regarding this matter, regarding this gang stalking, Lord, worldwide, wherever it's going on. I pray to God you crush it, Lord. 
I pray to God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you annihilate this wicked, evil program. Save the people, Lord God, that can be saved. I pray for the fear of God like a thick cloud on every one of these gang stalkers, all the way up to the highest level brass, giving them the orders. Every aspect, every, every facet of law enforcement, of, of the military arms, of the private security, every single facet of this, of this TI program, from the satellites to, to, the, to the cell phone towers to all the ways they're, they're doing voice to skull. I just pray to God every single aspect would be crushed and annihilated and eliminated because this is pure wickedness and pure evil, Lord God. And it serves no purpose other than to evidently give Satan some form of sick, twisted pleasure and his devils and demons that are emanating and operating through these people and through this program. I lose legions and legions and legions of angels regarding this matter to deal with this matter. You said in your word, whatever you know, things you loose on this earth will be loosed above. Whatever things you bind on this earth will be bound. So, Lord, I lose whatever kinds of angels are necessary, Lord God, to deal with this situation. That they would intervene in these matters with all these targeted individuals, with my listeners, with John, and L.L. Lamont and, and my other listeners that are having this happen to them. I pray to God for your divine intervention. I pray that through this, your name would be glorified and that many would be saved. And I bind up every devil, demon, evil entity, fallen angel, or fallen cherub that would emanate or operate through this program or try to hinder this prayer in any way, shape, or form. I bind them up, I rebuke them, and I pray, Jesus, you cast them into the abyss until which time they then be cast into the lake of fire and that none would be able to come to take their place. I pray you forgive us for any and all sins that we have committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart will be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.